Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week, we step into an endless desert as the wandering Nahobino on a quest to find out just what's going on in Shin Megami Tensei 5. We also return for a new installment of SNES Revival, checking out the often overlooked and highly underrated Stunt Race FX. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. hierarchy of power in the Markers on the Map universe is about to change. For what reason? Well, do we really need Knuckles anymore? No, not really. Because we got Knuckles in Fall Guys. We have Knuckles, the Fall Guy. I I don't see any reason we need the actual Knuckles anymore when we've got the Knuckles in Fall Guys. I'm somewhat trying to catch what you're trying to say, but I mean, Knuckles is like... This, this was I mean he's been here since the very beginning so I don't know how we're gonna squeeze him out. I mean he went Hollywood. I'm sure Knuckles will show up for Christmas since we're getting into the season since November has just blazed on by for some reason. I'm uh, that is true. I I really told me that hey man it's already what like you said what's today the seventeenth. I'm like you're lying <laughs> and uh-huh. I realize that next like week is also Thanksgiving. I know this is kind of like the thanksgiving special markers on the map although we've got some interesting stuff planned like uh, shin megami tensei 5 and the like after weeks and weeks we've got the return of the snes revival uh this weekend we played quite the game for that (laughs) oh that one this is uh the second i mean we actually managed to finish this one that's just let's just say that yeah Uh, unlike last time we finished a game and unlocked its greatest secret this time but more on that later um back to this whole knuckles thing yeah like, I'm expecting the man to show up here in Gameland for, for Christmas, but I'm I'm enjoying my Fall Guys Knuckles. He's really cool. He 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 runs and jumps as Knuckles does, but he also wins crowns. Have we ever had a Knuckles win a crown? Talk, talk about how the Fall Guys had a Godzilla weekend where they're putting him back in the shop. And I've been waiting for a while for that because I'm like, I got enough crowns to get him. You have. Tell me how much, why he costs kudos. Oh, <laughs> this whole time he, he always it always costs crowns. But then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna save up on crowns. I, re- I really don't need to care about the kudos. And then right when it happens, oh no, he costs kudos. Knuckles also costed kudos, and I had enough for the top half. But I'm I'm just gonna say I I had to put the five dollars in to get the bottom half. Mm-mm. I don't know, man. I mean, he's cool, but con con I I. Basically, what I'm saying, there should be an option to to be like, hey, man, if you don't want to use kudos, you can use your crowns. Maybe. Because obviously crowns are harder to pick up. I think the only other time I put, you know, microtransaction money into Fall Guys was for Sark, and they've not brought him back yet. But look, Mm -hmm. look, look, I'm happy to have a 3D Knuckles game now. Because he was sorely missed from Sonic Colors, where he didn't even show up in the game. So Man, I'm, he I'm happy in... that I actually have a 3D Knuckles game. He was in Sonic Forces. He was in Sonic Forces, but you couldn't play as him. I guess that is true. You could only play as regular Sonic, classic Sonic, and whatever 
create a character you came up with. Mine was designed to look like Joker from Persona 5. You should have designed him a Sonic. Hey, you know what? Speaking of Sonic, it's going to be part of the news today for a very different thing from what we usually talk about. But before we get to Mm -hmm. that... Welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where SNES Revival is back and also we're visiting the desert today. Uh, my name is Daniel, I'm your host, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host Robert. Robert, how have you been lately? Tired. I've been very tired for some reason. <laughs> I I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm getting sleep and I'm just like, man, I'm just tired. But other than that, I've been pretty alright. Have you been? I've been a little tired, but also like getting a little more sleep than i guess i'm used to uh i'm a little overwhelmed by all the stuff that's been coming out but in true like me fashion when shin megami tensei dropped i like hard dropped all the other games i was Mm -hmm. playing so now i'm like kind of picking up the pieces but i'm still like way into shin megami tensei 5 it's been like a it's been quite the experience so far um other than that uh, I got an update that I finally found the Whoppers Snowball Candy, and I gotta say, it's so good. So, I know you like the white chocolate trees, like the Reese's trees. Mm. Do you like white chocolate as a thing? Oh, yeah, I love I love white chocolate. Okay, see, I'm not, like, the biggest on it. Like, the draw to the trees for me is the peanut butter inside, as is the draw with any Reese's. But mm-hmm. the Whopper Snowballs have the presentation of having white chocolate with the malt ball inside. Um, I don't know if you're into Whoppers or not. Uh, no, I'm I'm not into like burgers in general. I'm more of a chicken sandwich guy. Oh, uh, we. Well, <laughs> I'm talking about the candy, but I get where you're coming from. Oh wait, you said Whopper. Yes. <laughs> Oh wait, there is. is oh, there here candy I thought you were Whopper? doing a joke. Here I thought you were doing a bit. <laughs> I wasn't doing a bit. There's a candy called Whopper. Yeah, it's a malt ball, chocolate malt ball, basically. You see, when I hear Whopper, I think of the uh, of the burger. Oh my god. I guess that's. I guess it could be. Like, if you've never heard it, well, Whoppers is like a ch- a chocolate milk chocolate with a malt ball inside. Mm-hmm. And malt has a very like specific taste to it. It's very sweet and delicious. Um, but they made these Whoppers snowballs, and it looks like they have white chocolate on the outside, but it's not. It's vanilla, and I really okay. like that because white chocolate on its own or just like coating something always has this like kind of like weird taste to me that I'm not super into. So I have to say, mm-hmm. my favorite of the Christmas delicacies that have been released in the stores so far this year is these Whopper snowballs. You you eating good Christmas candy lately? I mean, I had ten dollars worth of yogurt land this weekend. That's probably oh you about did it. you did actually have ten dollars worth of what was the flavor again? Oh my favorite my favorite flavor of any frozen yogurt. It has to have either birthday cake batter or cupcake batter because. The yogurt land that we that we went to, it was cupcake batter. Like it was happy birthday cupcake flavored yogurt, and that's my absolute favorite. See, I feel like it would be like overly like sweet for me. I've had the um tart so yogurt good. from from yogurt land. And I was like I wanted some, but I had completely gorged myself on a, a latte from coffee yeah. bean. <laughs> and I was like, I can't. 
take any more sweet stuff today. <laughs> it was so good. I see. The thing is that I don't go to Yogurtland that often. It's like I think the last time I went to a yogurt place was ooh a while back. Let's say like six months back. And it's been a lot longer for me than six. And months. it wasn't Yogurtland. Yeah, it wasn't yogurt. So I haven't had uh, a cupcake battered yogurt flavored in a while so i said mm-hmm. let me just fill this up i filled it bro i, I said i'm not putting no <laughs> toppings no nothing it's just all yogurt and i'm eating it it was it was a lot of yogurt <laughs> at least you didn't dilute it with the toppings because no. that'll just raise the price up the weight yeah they just they, they count the pounds not how much you put in it yeah. so of course it was, it's 10 pounds worth of yogurt it wasn't 10 pounds it wasn't like only two pounds and then just full of other stuff it was 10 pounds worth of yogurt now I'm hungry, so I think after we record today, I'm going to delve into these, like, cheesecake yogurt things I got. This is like, it's like a, it's not like a cheesecake, it's like a cheesecake dessert thing. I don't mm-hmm. know. They looked interesting, so I'm like, oh, let me, let me pick these up. Anyway, you know what has nothing to do with delicious sweets? Uh, there's a lot of things, but I'm trying to really think of, a, uh, I guess, games. <laughs> yeah xbox news not something we talk about a whole bunch on here but i think this week it it deserves a little mention uh for inclusivity's mm-hmm. sake um they launched the halo infinite multiplayer mm-hmm. um ahead of the campaign which i believe is coming out december 7th or 8th something like that um so they launched this on the 20th anniversary i believe of of halo and mm-hmm. it's it's being it's been downloaded by probably millions of people at this point and it's apparently really good and everything but mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to talk about the xbox news that i find interesting here and it's not exactly the halo multiplayer um so okay. just to just to talk about that for a second um that's a multiplayer that i guess is beloved it's it's arena based from what i've talked to you about versus mm-hmm. your whole like basically what you know shooter gameplay or multiplayer gameplay has turned into or evolved into over time halo's always had like a a, like a what it wanted to be was more of an arena shooter and Mm -hmm. uh, of course people liked that you were into it um back when you played on xbox when when yeah when bungie i really loved halo but i think reach was probably my favorite but yeah when bungie was on it i really enjoyed it yeah and bungie can make a great game Destiny, while it has its problems, um, being a live service and everything, was always mechanically good and felt good to play. So, like, Bungie... Debatable. Uh, you know, I, I always thought Destiny 2, at least, Vanilla, was mechanically one of the more impressive shooters versus... I don't know, I had a certain weightiness to it. Um, did I enjoy the frame rate? No. And I definitely don't enjoy anything about the crafting or the leveling system or or a lot of the AAA live service trappings. But that's neither here or now with this next news. Mm-hmm. Um, Microsoft has given like 70 plus new backwards compatible uh, titles to, to the Xbox Series X as mm-hmm. well as frame rate boosts on a ton of new games. Now they said this is the end of backwards compatibility. So there's, really? of course, some games that are left out that aren't ever going to get it. Um, they didn't say anything about FPS boost, but yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I, because... I feel like I wish Sony would have given us some backwards compatible PS3 games. I, I understand why 
the P- obviously PS3 hasn't, but I of mean, course. there's some games they should have, without a doubt, done it. Yeah. Um, but for Xbox to really say that they're not going to do any more, that really makes me very upset because there's one game that I've always hoped that would just make it backwards compatible, but they haven't. Which uh, one? That's uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Uh, ah. The original Need for Speed Most Wanted 2005 game is not backwards compatible, so now I have to go find an original Xbox 360 somewhere. Not obviously original, but you know, get get one somewhere. I haven't quite looked at the list, but going through it right now, uh, Most Wanted is not on the new 76 uh, backwards compatible games. So I imagine that might have some... Because remember when those games got delisted from storefronts? I imagine mm-hmm. it might have something to do with that. I don't know, because a very good argument that is that Xbox, of course, always had backwards compatibility now and that they're going to add mm-hmm. way more. But I don't know. It kind of it seems very odd that it, they kind of halted or stopped when there's still quite a few, obviously there's, you know, I think they got every good, they got the best ones in. There's some good stuff on this new list too, just glancing through it. Yeah. Max Payne but, 3, that's a good one. That's a good one, but like I said, there's some games like, like Need for Speed Most Wanted, like that's the game I feel like most people will say is the best most wanted game, or not most, but the best Need for Speed in general, like it's that in Underground too. like people sure. really like those games. And I don't even think Underground 2 is backwards compatible. Even, like, I'm pretty Might sure it's on be. the Xbox. Hey, you know what is on this list? What is on here? Resident Evil. Operation Which Raccoon one? City, baby! Operation Raccoon, <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, it's on the list. No one liked Operation Raccoon <laughs> City. But you know what game's on here that people do like? Ridge Racer 6. Ridge Racer, um, that's not bad. Yeah, uh, there's Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe is on here. Surprise! Max Payne three, of course. Took a while. Yeah. Max Payne three and two. That and should have been there for a while. That should that yeah. should have already been there. Yeah, they've got all three Max Paynes coming on this on this update. Um, some Dead or Alive's. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? Make the grade. And, are you serious? Uh, Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. No, no, no. So go back to the go back to the last one. Fifty Cent Blood on the Sand. No, no, no. Go back to the last one. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? So you're telling me that are grade? you smarter? Than, are you telling me that are you smarter than a fifth grader is on backwards compatible for the Xbox? I assume the one and Series X. I'm telling but, you, but not I'm Need telling for Speed you, we need an Xbox to play. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I'm telling you, that's one of the best games. <laughs> I'm telling you that I need to go find an Xbox 360 to go play Need for Speed Most Wanted. <laughs> Yeah, for that, I imagine it's got to be something with the licensing because they took... We had a news story not, like, awfully long ago. It was towards the beginning of the year where mm-hmm. they did remove all those. But, like, uh, things with, like, licensing and stuff, that, that, that happens. So it's 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 probably not something that's, like, on Microsoft's part. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I mentioned FPS Boost, and this, this is how I'm going to tie it all into Sonic. Mm-hmm. So there are FPS boosts now for things like well, Sonic Generations, Sonic Unleashed on the Xbox, and apparently mm. Sonic Generations can run at 4K 60, and I've seen clips, and it looks like a legitimate like next-gen Sonic game, and that's kind of like something I wish we had on the PlayStation. The one, the one thing about PlayStation, man, I just, I don't know why, I don't know, man, 
backwards compatibility, they could they could do it, but there's very few games I want to play on backwards compatibility. But I want to play them on backwards compatibility. I would have, I would, I would say I would prefer them just to re-release them as definitive editions. But honestly, after what happened this week, I don't know about that one anymore. Yeah, maybe not in some cases, or at least maybe try a different company. Um, so, so like. You could imagine playing RDR on backwards compatibility or mm-hmm. Metal Gear Rising, Final Fantasy 13, 13 2. Of course, they can keep Lightning Returns on the PS3. I probably will never play that again. Um, stuff like that. It's like there's there's very few things I w- would want to play in backwards compatibility. But I'm telling you, Robert, I love to play Sonic uh, Generation 60 frames. Like, for real. Or Unleashed. I don't know, man. Maybe... One day, I don't know. I I doubt though. I, I I think you just need to hold on to your original consoles for a while at least. I don't think they're gonna redo Sonic Generations like they no. did with Sonic Colors when they should have just redone Sonic Generations. I think they should have just done Generations Unleash Honesty too. Yeah, both of those I like better than Sonic Colors. No, I don't, I I think most people are starting to realize how much Sonic Colors was honestly probably not that good check out our episode rose colored sonic for more it's not just us it's a lot of people that they were like you know this one's not as good as i I thought it was yeah uh i mostly didn't like how it was not really a 3d sonic but that's that's neither here nor there i just think Mm -hmm. fps boost is awesome and more obviously most things get it on the playstation 5 but there's some things that don't and that kind of bites when that happens. Like you, you pop in mm-hmm. a game and it's still running at thirty, even because of the locked frame rate or something. So it's not that I'm super into you know Xbox or anything, but I think it, it's a good feature that they have, and that's something that we don't have. Um, I feel mm-hmm. the same way about Game Pass. Like I wish we had a Game Pass that didn't require us to download the games, like uh, or stream the games. I should say, like a PS Now, but it's not i don't think it's feasible right now for for sony so yeah just thought we'd touch on that a little to start with before we got on to something even even more different but still consistent with the past few weeks of news we'll see when it when it comes to to sony with their i I don't know sony just needs to really get in the whole back because i'm i'm just saying at this moment I have to have two consoles on. I have my PS3 that's backward compatible. But even, I don't even use that for PS3 games. I only use it for PS1 and 2 games. I, it really is just like an HD PS2 game. I'm happy that I can play my PS4 games on mm-hmm. my PS5. That's amazing. I, I really do, do appreciate it. I do wish I could play some of my PS3 games on there, though. Yeah, But, you know, we understand that that's a little more difficult than just turning on the Switch for backwards compatibility. I mean, you say that, but like I said, Xbox kind of figured it out, so... Yeah. I don't know, man, because I really want to play Metal Gear Solid 4, you know, without having to plug up a PS3 and get it in, like, 60 frames and 1080. Yeah, that's, that's a thing that, that I want to do, too. <laughs> Outside of that, there's a new Dragon Ball game. You know how we've been talking about Xenoverse 2 for weeks now? There's mm-hmm. a new Dragon Ball game. Oh, wait, I think I did see this, yeah. Dragon Ball The Breakers. And it's not the type of game you think it is. I, was like, I I saw it, like, you know, the thumbnail, but I haven't really seen what it is. So, it's an asymmetrical multiplayer game. 
a la something mm-hmm. like Dead by Daylight, where someone is like Frieza or Cell or Majin Buu, and there's like mm-hmm. seven not necessarily hero characters, but, like, seven other characters, like uh, Oolong or Bulma that you play as, and you, like... It, from what mm. I get from the trailer, you're kind of, like, dodging it. I don't know if this, like, something like this works for <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Probably doesn't. I would I probably assume that it doesn't work for this. Dragon Ball games, I think the best one, at least in recent memory so far, has been Fighters. The only thing with Fighters is they just have way too many uh dlc and just like they don't stop releasing well look at xenoverse 2 but isn't xenoverse 2 like free updates well there's free patches but most of the characters are paid and they are expensive i think the dlc price of xenoverse 2 is more than the cost of the game at launch so there's a lot of dlc there but i mean not that i'm gonna knock it or anything but at the same time We've seen such a huge amount of asymmetrical multiplayer games the past year mm-hmm. um, from add-on modes like Doom Eternal's battle mode to um, things like uh, Dead by Daylight or Friday the 13th the game. Uh, I believe there's an element of it in the upcoming Evil Dead game. This is going to be an oversaturated genre of multiplayer mm-hmm. here in, in in very short time, I believe, if it's not already. I don't know. It's it's another Dragon Ball game. Probably gonna pass on this one. Not yeah. Gonna from what I'm hearing from it. I mean, the last Dragon Ball game I bought was Xenoverse Two, and they're still mm-hmm. updating it. Who's who knows if they're gonna update Fighters anymore? But they're gonna update Xenoverse Two. You can count on it. Oh, they're gonna they're gonna keep updating Xenoverse Two, no matter how far. I wanna. I really wanna think how far they will, will they update that game. You think they'll go another whole year? I think if the new movie that, you know, they announced and, you know, the continuation of the show, I think they'll keep updating it. I just want a next-gen version because, like I said last week, the load times, even on backwards compatibility, is wild. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Dragon Ball news. You love to hear it. Um, G4 TV, a a channel (laughs) from my childhood. It's back. A lot of people's childhoods, yeah. Yeah. classic used to watch e3 on it and uh, used to watch x play and attack of the show they have their That's award back. shows and stuff yeah they like have that. their award shows they did like x play awards sometime there was even an x play musical episode one time that was really funny where they were like making a game and they're like throwing another cutscene stuff like that and they had the game workers like working in a factory to make the game is funny um you know yeah, g4 back. pretty famous people for putting a trailer over the halo 3 launch trailer you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm station id to to run some ads when the halo trailer premiered in in 07 i think yikes oh man Um, good times though um so they've got a few of the old uh hosts back along with new people like you know the completionist is a host of x play now and what that show is is basically um at least back in the day it was i believe it was Mm. a half an hour where they would do some game reviews maybe they'd have some sketches or talk to some people it's kind of like a blend of comedy and games and that's where, like, my favorite gaming reviews came from. Where at the end of every review, they'd be like, it gets a four out of five. <laughs> Stuff like that. So that's where all that comes from. Um, so I believe the first episode of that premieres the same day as this episode does. So I'm looking forward to watching that. Maybe we'll have some yeah. interesting interesting things to say about that. And it's cool. If you don't have the channel, I think they, they run the, the shows on, on YouTube and Twitch. So yeah, it's that's cool. Not 
not a lot of like awesome tv representation of games since everything's went all streaming but it's it's good to have like familiar faces back at least for me i used to be all like g4 is where i watched my first e3 conference ever um the really bad nintendo one from 07 or 08 the one with wii music i watched that live (laughs) and sean white sean white snowboarding i like i like sean white anyway our last little news article here today is that the game awards are about three weeks away so i thought what we would do is take a look at some of the categories and try to think Mm -hmm. of who will win so the first one i'll go with is let's do most anticipated game okay elden ring okay god of war ragnarok horizon forbidden west breath of the wild sequel and starfield what do we think is the most you know uh anticipated oh hands down it's ragnarok i think it's ragnarok too it's ragnarok all the way because there's gameplay trailer there's everything they're 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 kind of on track they're like don't worry like we're 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 on track any no news of them like delaying it uh but you know but from what we've seen and what they've shown it's pretty well you know the development is going pretty well it's safe to say it's at least our most anticipated it it, it, i'm saying this because it released with a trailer Mm -hmm. things that don't release with a trailer usually yeah they're kind of hyped up but not really but when you release it with gameplay trailers you know there's that's gonna be you know that gives us some credit that people are really gonna pay attention now that they know at least there is some gameplay of it and i think the case for people who would say elden ring because i think that's another viable choice is that people have Mm -hmm. played it i didn't get into the beta but other people did and it's apparently pretty great um, but I'm going to stick with Ragnarok, mostly because, like, Ragnarok. also what a great game, game God of War is. Yeah, <laughs> what a great game anyway. Game yeah. Um, so let's look at some other nominees here. We'll just do a couple. Let's do Best Action Game. Mm-hmm. And those choices are Back for Blood, mm-hmm. Chivalry 2, Deathloop, mm-hmm. Far Cry 6, Returnal. I'm going to say uh, Returnal. I'm going to give it to Back for Blood. Not Back for Blood. <laughs> uh, who's going to give anything to Back for You know how we feel about that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm hey, going to give it to Listener, Deathloop. if you want our thoughts on Back for Blood, look at our episode, Back to Another Game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I'll I give it to Deathloop. I think people really like Deathloop. Yeah, I think people really enjoy Deathloop. I, th- I can see it winning that one. Deathloop and Returnal have a lot of similar DNA, although Deathloop mm-hmm. doesn't quite present itself as a roguelike. Um, Returnal, for my money, was a very like constant action game. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy it more than Deathloop. I have not finished Deathloop yet. I'm kind of a little... It's the stealth. Um, Other people enjoy I, it. I don't know what episode to refer you to, listener, for, for Deathloop, but it's there. <laughs> Um, so I'll say Returnal for that. You'll say Deathloop. Um, mm-hmm. Best Action Adventure. Guardians of the Galaxy, Metroid Dread, Psychonauts 2, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, Resident Evil Village. Now, this is tough because I think it, That's a tough I want one. it to be Metroid Dread, but Guardians, you cannot um, knock that game for anything. It's great. <laughs> I, I, I want to personally give it to like Ratchet, but I think as overall metroid Dread would probably win it i i think yeah. overall mm-hmm. like as far as action adventure 
I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's heartbreaking to to say something's better than Guardians, but if if it was gonna be something for me, it would be Dread. But I both of those games deserve to be on that list. Uh, and then the last one I think we ought to do is Game of the Year. We have six choices for Game of the Year. Deathloop is up there. It takes two. Mm-hmm from joseph fares uh we know him well he's pretty much famous at the the game awards metroid mm-hmm. dread psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village i i do have hope that metroid dread will win game of the year because a 2d metroid winning game of the year 2021 mm-hmm. i can see metroid dread winning just off the hype of it alone honestly mm. even though it because it's honestly, there's some games that are very clear. It, this this could go either way. It could be a Resident Evil. It could be Ratchet and Clank. You never know. It could They're be both one good or the games. other. But I would put bet. I would bet that it would be Metroid Dread. Yeah, give Metroid Dread this one chance to have a 2D Metroid win Game of the Year. At this point, it's mm-hmm. come on. It's it's time. Oh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where a lot of. I mean, even though Metroid Dread has been out, well, I mean, I don't know. I I don't really be on social media but i haven't really heard anything from it i've heard a lot from resident evil but i don't know about metroid so it's, it's iffy for me well resident evil's multi-plat mm-hmm. it's on more things it's on pc xbox ps5 where metroid dread is more confined to its one sole thing and it's mm-hmm. got like a, a a pretty heavy fan base like rooting for it but a lot of the fan base of super metroid have have more problems with um dread than the more mm-hmm. like metroid fusion fans like myself who think wow this is like the logical progression of the series so um mm-hmm. ev- any game's gonna be divisive no one's always there's i don't think there's any universally like loved by everybody game although there's a few i think should be namely ghost of tsushima yeah oh, yeah we'll we'll get to that later yeah we've got a ghost of tsushima special coming at you at the end of the 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 year <laughs> But, Robert, I got one last thing. It's a Nintendo Direct rumor, and boy, is it a Nintendo Direct rumor. We got a rumor? Yes, we do. It's for a game called Mighty Adam Overlords. So we got a little Astro Boy action going on here. I'm trapped. The world is falling apart, and I don't know if I can go on. I'm stuck here. I'm weak. Systems down, going. Indiscriminate forces from another dimension have launched an offensive on the planet Earth, leaving nothing but destruction in their wake. A menacing robot walks toward a still-standing room of gold, untouched by the madness unfolding all around. The horned head of Pluto floats up to the wall as the fiend hangs it for decoration. He sits atop a throne of gold, having dismantled Earth's greatest heroes and their most devious villains. Adam! Adam! Uran's voice echoes in the distance. Earth is lost, burning, smoldering, and suffocating. Adam! A new voice, a shining hand, reaches into the depths. My name is Astray, the beacon of light implanted into the kingdom of darkness before their invasion to stop them once and for all. I was to find Earth's greatest ally. Reach, Adam! Adam emerges, his newer grown body torn apart, sliced, and damaged. 
He grabs cloth and drapes it over his body. Astray. Will you help me make whoever did this responsible? Astray nods. We need to find Duran. She's just as key to this as you. Oh, and Pluto's dead. Adam's one functioning eye flickers. I hate to make a monstrosity of things when my knowledge of Earth's technology so differs from our own, but this will transform objects we find into augments. A stray clips a device onto Adam's back port and engages it. Time to face the overlords. Travel across ravaged lands as Adam, absorbing materials and using them to form weapons, armor, and attachments in a furious 3D hack-and-slash experience with mighty Adam overlords. Engage in ground and flight-based combat against the monstrous mechanical menaces that emerge from Earth's invasion and combination with the planet Technomica, where an alien breed of automatons once lay dormant. Now Earth's life energy is the only thing that'll keep them alive and well. That is until Adam and his ally Astray, a rogue agent from a freedom fighter cell in Technomica, rage their way through a mechanical wasteland in search of the leaders of evil, as well as Adam's sister Uren, who is crucial to the Resistance's strength. Find survivors who will join you for quests and use teleporters to launch into combat scenarios with rewards, ranging from fully functional to cool and cosmetic, and restore mighty Adam to glory. Perform mighty tag moves with your AI companions as a dark story about what lurks light years from Earth unfolds. An open world full of secrets awaits our hero on the search for Iran, an adventure spanning cities he's never seen before, fused with a dangerous world unknown to man. The one who defeated Pluto is just the beginning, as Earth's greatest resistance arrives in Mighty Atom Overlords. Take it all back, only on the Nintendo Switch. love this i'm kind of lost i'm lost too because astro boy is usually presented as a kid mm -hmm. but what we're getting here is like they took his core and put it into like a new body and we've kind of got like what i want or what i wanted near automata to be okay some kind of post-apocalyptic like robot going through hack and slash dmc style gameplay with only one character and it seems what we're getting here is like you can pick up whatever off the ground and like transform it into some kind of weapon quick quick little lesson here on astro boy he is a anime and manga character from the 1950s probably the most famous originally and like one of the first to come to america it's a robot who kind of like lives a life and like protects the world and everything but over time there has been spin-offs and like more mature retellings there's been a few anime series about astro but here and there but one of the cooler ones is pluto who's about like a robot that could destroy like all the other robots and it seems like the villain of this game uh already destroyed pluto so he's like mm -hmm. of, of course they're being invaded so this whole idea of a robotic alien world invading and combining with you know an earth that's already you know futuristic and full of robots um to to kind of just make this whole thing where like who's who's the better robots and stuff like that just seems like a wild concept for a game the only thing i remember from astro boy is that movie that came out in like 2000 and like 
Was that the CG Astro Boy movie? Yeah. That's the only yeah, thing I remember. I, I've never seen that one. I know, like, the last Astro Boy bad. game was, like, Treasure did it, and they did the Bleach fighting games for the Nintendo DS, so I think, you know, it, it was mm-hmm. a really, you know, good game. I've never played it. Um, but I'm just into this whole thing that, like... My problem with Nier uh, Automata is that it's not what this rumor is. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have a lot of issues with that game, but this this rumor is something that I... I, I like the idea of augments that happen in these futuristic games. Um, Demon X Machina has this whole thing where your character can augment himself or herself, and by the end of the game, they could become, like, like an actual robot. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Combining a classic property... With the new style of gameplay, a serious tone, it, I guess we could call it Astro Boy The Edge, um, or Act Zero, but hopefully it doesn't end up being like Bomberman Act Zero, where it just wasn't great, so we always have hope for, for rumors. We'll I, see. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last thing Astro Boy did, I mean, it wasn't, the movie wasn't that good. Have you seen it? Apparently, well, I haven't necessarily seen it, but what I've heard from it is not that great. Oh, they had an anime series in the '80s that was that was mm-hmm. um, good, and they had a 2003 one that used to come on Cartoon Network, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But the one I've seen the most of was the 1950s one, where um, it, it was like anime, but like the frames weren't it it, it wasn't high frame rate, like it wasn't mm-hmm. 12 frames or anything. So a lot of the time they were just saying things to like a still image, at least in the in the U.S. version. But yeah. I like it when a classic is brought back in a in a gritty way like this. So I love this rumor. I can't wait. So we got two major things to talk about today, and we're gonna we're gonna hold back some of the <laughs> the fire for Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition until next week. I got some major major heat, and, not in a good way. Yeah, and I've played it so. <laughs> Not that I'm having a bad time with it. I'll just put that out there. But there's some there's some issues. Um, but I'm going to delve into the, the other. I've played Vice City. So I'm going to delve into the other two probably soon. But major thing we got going this week. Shin mm-hmm. Megami Tensei Five. Now, this was announced as the new Shin Megami Tensei for the Switch back in January 2017, I want to say. Mm-hmm. So we are nearly five years away from the announcement to the game finally being out. Uh, I got to say this was worth the wait um how to start well in shin megami tensei 5 you are playing a school student as Mm -hmm. you do in a game like persona but about 10 minutes into the school student plot you find yourself um, in like a tunnel and -hmm. the tunnel crashes down but your character's okay but he's he wakes up and there's nothing but desert all around him and it's the netherworld dot and he meets a character called the algami because his one of his friends from school gets lifted away and taken away by an angel and so mm-hmm. the algami meets up with your character i named my character arsene lupin because of course i did um of course <laughs> you can't not i can't not <laughs> Um, so the two, like the Algami wants to protect your character, so he combines with them, and they become what's known as a Nahobino, which mm-hmm. um, I don't necessarily want to explain what it is because I feel like it treads on heavy spoiler territory. So yeah. I'm gonna sweep what a Nahobino is under the rug for a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, ten minutes into Shin Megami Tensei Five, you are left with 
not a lot of like a ton of mystery not a lot of exposition you don't know what's going on you don't know where exactly you are in dot um Mm -hmm. so you wander the desert and you start to battle against demons that you find or talk to them to recruit them for your team and this goes on for i I don't think i hit the first boss until about four four and a half hours in so there's a lot of game going on here where you're in the dark about what you're plot is um there are interesting systems at play of course with shin megami tensei you have the press turn system where if you hit an enemy weakness you will get another move added onto your turn so where shin megami tensei becomes hard is when the enemy gets a turn if you can keep your turn going for eight moves you have a pretty good chance of ending the battles without enemies talking um and then conversation of course where you can talk to demons and recruit them for your team. Uh, the conversations have never been funnier than they are in this one. Like sometimes, like like there's stuff I can't say on here <laughs> that that pop up, but a lot of the stuff that you that the demons say and that you can say back to them um, is really funny in this one. Um, as we know, the game is rated M, so there's there's a little bit of crass humor in there. Um, yeah, and of course. The main thing of Shin Megami Tensei is fusing your demons to make stronger ones. So it's kind of always been the, you know, the older kid or the adult version of Pokemon, you could call it. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you've got a selection of monsters that you're fighting with, and you take them, and, but like, you're not meant to develop a bond with any of them. You're meant to use them as fusion material for, for the others. There is no dungeons in this. This is different the world yeah there is no dungeons in this the world itself is massive and full of twists and turns nooks and crannies where you can find things like treasure boxes that are little like almost they almost look like d20 dice that you just hit open um there are little things called mimon that you find that give you what's called glory there are 50 in each of the game's four areas and glory helps you unlock things that like the the um the computer system in shin megami tensei 4 did like do you want your character to Mm -hmm. have an extra skill slot well give us 150 glory do you want to be able to carry two extra demons well we'll take 100 glory for that so you collect glory there's some cases of glory around uh, uh around daat itself um and you take this to the world of shadows and then there's Gustav, mm-hmm. the shopkeeper, who will buy things from you so you can earn money by picking up things out of vending machines that he wants. And and he mm-hmm. sent the Mimon out to get those things, but they're silly and they got lost. So you have to pick up the slack for him. This game's very weird, all right? It's it's kind of weird compared to the other ones. Tonally, it's more like three. Yeah. Gameplay-wise, it's different from all of them. Yeah, this is this seems very different. Yeah, it's it's different from all of them. It, it's got a similar tone and, and kind of eeriness as three has but it's Mm -hmm. slowly starting to become something very different and i'm very excited um another thing that makes this game very interesting and i'll i'll be the first to admit it's even on casual it's brutal so i'm playing on safety because i'm in it Mm -hmm. for the world and everything um safety is kind of a cakewalk but casual casual the first boss crushed me on casual completely decimated me but this is a game where your useless battle items in another rpg including Mm -hmm. other shin megami tensei games are so useful here there are items that will block an element for for a turn that you can use to completely void boss attack turns or demon attack turns there Mm -hmm. are um 
items that you can use to use any element that you have a gem for against an enemy. So if you don't have a, a demon that knows electricity, but you're fighting one that's weak to it, you can use a gem and it'll instantly give you an attack. You can fuse the Nahobino or any other demon you have with the essence of another. And this is another new thing. And you can either give them the attacks of those demons or their stats. So if you don't like that you're weak to like fire attacks, give the Nahobino an essence and make him strong against fire attacks, but weak to like ice or something. There's a lot of like depth and customization that we haven't seen in the series or any other RPG, I think, that's like present here that really just kind of shakes things up. It just seems how how different will you say it? Is it different in a positive way or different oh, in some way that it feels uncomfortable? Absolutely different in a positive way. Because um, when sometimes when people think different, they think, "Oh, it's different, so it must not be good." But sometimes different and new could honestly be a refreshing, yeah, uh, field in some games. It's different in a very impressive way. I think the way that things have been restructured, because it's not it's it's forcing. I wouldn't say it's forcing you to think anyway, because there's a safety difficulty. Mm-hmm. But if you want the challenge that Shin Megami Tensei is known for, the challenge that, of course, Persona Five doesn't have. Um, it's there for you. Like, if you play this game on the normal difficulty, you will get absolutely wrecked unless you're in it for the true SMT experience of, like, experimenting with fusions and and, and mm-hmm. learning which skills work well on which enemies and learning how to use status ailments or learning how to use the um, the gems or the dampeners to, to affect the flow of battle. But you mm-hmm. can play it on safety and just enjoy the, admittedly, awesome and totally different world from anything smt's ever done before um i will say exploration is xenoblade chronicles like in the best way so it takes all the good things about xenoblade chronicles to map exploration and gets rid of it kind of being a confusing mess at times and it also does and it also doesn't have xenoblade battle system which is like a mmo almost it 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 will transition into a turn-based smt style battle um, you can completely avoid battles if you want to. There are, there's been maybe two times I've seen on the map where a, a path, a critical path is blocked by an enemy that you have to fight. And it's usually not a very strong enemy. Um, the one thing I don't really like about the open world is that on the map, there will be maybe a group of like five demons on the map. And you'd mm-hmm. think when you hit one of them, you'd go into a turn-based battle against five of them, and then they'd be gone. But only one disappears from the overworld when you fight a group of them. So that's one little caveat. But again, it's easy enough mm-hmm. to avoid any battle at any time um, if you want. Now, where I'm at is the third area. Uh, I will say at the end of the second area, the game does something very interesting with its tone and with its scenery that I wasn't expecting. I'm very happy about. Um, and I, the plot is light, but I'm mm-hmm. beginning to have some serious suspicions about who the villain of Shin Megami Tensei Five is, because they have a like a villain. That is yeah. very much at the forefront for a lot of what I've played so far. But I think we're headed towards a different path here. Shin Megami Tensei's always been a game where the main character has a couple of friends. 
one friend yeah. sides with the angels one friend sides with the demon and one friend doesn't side with anybody and it's kind of up to the player to decide where they want their character to go down to what ending they want what who they want to uh, align themselves with but i just feel like this is going down a new and interesting path that is going to be something different for the series um i yeah, feel yeah. like yeah it's smt4 has one of those things where it's like oh man the character's friends are seriously turning into but smt5 is like what's actually gonna happen who's really you know pulling the strings here because it seems like the big bad enemy is not all there yet so yeah yeah plot wise, trying, you're like very i can tell you're kind of not trying to spoil a lot about yeah, this so far not like, that i'm not trying, trying not to spoil really a lot because i won't but i'm still trying to piece it together myself yeah this is a game where you're like you're in the dark there's some exposition it's like yes now i know what's kind of going on but why mm. is it going on why am i in this desert and then able to go somewhere else that's that's not um certain mm-hmm. things are happening um, certain things are being left purposely hidden in a really good and interesting way that just drives the plot forward, but it also makes you want to mm-hmm. play it more. Um, but this is a game where you just want to stop every five minutes and see what's around this corner. Oh, what mission can I have over here? What demons am I going to see over here? Um, mm-hmm. How many Mimon can I find? Because, you know, I have the itch to collect all 200. I have to. <laughs> yeah, I get <laughs> I get you on that. Yeah. Um, as far as the selection of demons go, I will say the one maybe disappointment is that the fiends, um, the classic fiends from Shin Megami Tensei 3, and they show up in everything from Persona to SMT4, whatever, are DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of a bummer. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to buy any of the DLC for this game because it's mostly just battles and, and new demons to fuse, but we'll see in the future. Um, they come with like some the the character from smt3 you can fight as a boss battle but mm-hmm. i will say so far i'm really impressed with how different this is like i was hoping it would build off of four and it kind mm-hmm. of did in a way but it's also doing its own thing while still feeling like the type of game i want it to be it's not like it did a 180 and become like an action game yeah yeah, yeah. I, I get this is one of those things where like I said, most people would assume that different in a bad, but this is different in such a refreshing, good way. Yeah. And the it's music? still building on. Yeah, it's still building on, but let's talk about the music. Yeah, the music is like. I think the battle theme to me sounds like a remix of SMT4s, but there's mm-hmm. so much distortion. It's like the music goes from like eerie noises and drumming and to like some seriously like some of the best music from the whole series yeah i mean the there's a thing called an abscess that you fight um to uncover parts of the map kind of like your tower except you're just fighting a stronger demon and it will uncover parts of the map the song that plays for that is by far the coolest song they've done in the game but man they drop the cool the dopest beats when you talk to like the little guy that marks the memons on your map and they mm-hmm. drop the coolest song when you're in the shop. And I'm like, oh my god. When when you fuse a demon, like an organ comes up. And the Nahobino is playing the song on the organ. I'm like, man, this game is nuts. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good game. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to 
continue it, obviously. You know, I hard dropped everything else. So, yeah, SMT5. It, we will be discussing this a bit more uh, as I get through it. But, yeah, I like it. Last thing we got for this week, since I underestimated how long news would be. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll save GTA. And I, I bought Isaac Repentance. So we got to talk you about did. that next week, too. Um, there's a lot to say there, but... SNES Revival, it's back for our second ever installment. The game we played yes. this time was, drumroll please. Drumroll. Stunt Race FX, baby. This is a game that I, I don't think I need to introduce. or I mean, this game is introduce, but not to me at least. Yeah. I know this game. Stunt Race FX was originally released as Wild Tracks in Japan for the SNES. We believe it was never released on the Virtual Console for the Wii or the Wii U, which makes the Switch, I believe, from what I've read, the first time it's been released in a couple of decades. Um, it came out after Mario Kart, but I would consider it to be a proto 3D racer that Mario Kart couldn't quite reach with its, you know, flatness. We could call it flatness. It's very flat. It's very little 3D and... and, I don't know. Mario Kart... It gives a good illusion. It gives the illusion... It's sort of that weird... How would I put it? The weird 3D effect is really... It's really hard to put it how weird it is. That It wants to give you the idea that it's 3D, but it's really not. Yeah. It's not 3D at all. Um, So like we said at the top of the show... Unlike Jelly Boy, which was the first NES uh, SNES revival, we actually beat Stunt Race FX on the on the mm-hmm. Switch Online. Yes, I will say it's not a smooth racing game, but it's manageable. Yes, uh, it's one of those things where I had to convince you because the main main reason I will say this: the main reason we even did this, I told you there's a secret in this game, and I told you this. And I said, I unlocked it when I was a kid. I don't know how I did, because when we did it, it was very difficult, but I managed to unlock this item. And you know I love a good secret. <laughs> it's a good... It was... I mean, it had everything going. It was a secret, and it has everything you like with the secret. Like, everything about it was... Oh, really yeah, because it's green? <laughs> yeah. Let's see if I could explain Stunt Race FX. Yeah. So, the name alone is supposed to to tell you that this is running on the fx chip obviously that used on Star Fox, i think yoshi's island and a couple other games use the chip it's it, you know and what it did is it's somehow for some weird reason there's so much but it did manage to get 3d polygons on the super nintendo mm-hmm. Uh, I know Genesis has that cool catchphrase uh, Sega does with Nintendo, but I don't think the Sega Genesis actually reached 3D polygon graphics. <laughs> so take that, Genesis. It's um, had some but cool effects with things like Sonic. Nah, <laughs> nah. I think I think the FX chip even also was used in Castlevania 4. I think it used for like the background, the oh. one boss fight where it's like in the background. Super Castlevania 4, great game. Yeah. Uh, the premise of the game is it has multiple modes. It has like a battle mode. It has a speed track mode. It has like your standard like stunt mode and all that. But what it is, it's uh, it's a, it's a standard racing game. It's a, you know I want to say it's a kart racer, but it is a racing game. But no, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel super kart racery. Yeah, how 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 would I say it's 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 I I will say that this is before the movie's cars, but these cars have faces, and I, I assume that these cars could probably talk as well. Yeah, I'd like to think that they can talk. They could talk about what a mess of a level Big Ravine is. 
Oh, big ravine. But yeah, it, it's it's your standard Super Nintendo kart racer, but it's very cartoony and animated, and it has different, I guess, what were, they weren't called cups. What were they called? Circuits. <sighs> they ha- it circuits, had It sure. had circuits, yeah. And of course, there's a lot of character to it. Like your car will yeah. hit a wall and they'll like burst into like pieces, like one of those little and reassemble like, puppet like things. a Lego yeah. piece. Yeah. Like you have you ever reassemble. had one of those push puppets where you push the puppet up and it like breaks apart and then it goes back together? That's kind of what it reminds I would've, me. Of. I would have would have put this as a crash dummy toy where yeah 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 that's crashes, what it's like that's what it's like a crash dummy then, toy. Yeah. And then you put it and you put it all back together and then you know continue. So yeah, it's very and it has was very. This game has some very good pluses and minuses. The very minuses, obviously, the controls. It was, it was very. I feel like it's the first of its time or of its kind. It, so it's just the three D aspect yeah. of it always makes it seem like the terrain is uneven, even when you're going on a straight road. So it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of the times you're not turning and the car is turning, and that ain't Joy-Con drift because I had it too. <laughs> yeah, but um, I will say that it has some really good pluses, like a damage meter and a speed meter, and your cars actually do have different type of perks like obviously some would take more damage some would take less damage but some would be faster than others top speed but somehow would better acceleration yeah and on that Uh, point the pickups like not only do they heal you a lot or refill your speed mm -hmm. boost a lot but like we were remarking as we played this the distance from which you can get that power up from you don't have to be right on it if you're in the mm-hmm. vicinity of it, it will automatically pick yeah. it up for you, and that's really helpful on like some of the later stages. It really is. You have to be pretty far away in order for it not to detect you picking it up. Mm-hmm. So, what I will say is that obviously there is a two-player mode. I think it's like a battle-to-battle mode. There yeah, is. and then it's over a, relatively like a, quickly when you're playing against me because I suck it. Yeah, <laughs> and then there was a. Um, how would I say? There is a uh, like stunt mode where like you collect points and sort of you know like uh, other racing games or any type of game that's a racer game. There is a mode where you like collect uh, a certain amount of points and you know you got to go as far as you can and you know mm-hmm. not take as much damage. There's sort of that, but the main mode is speed mode, and that's basically just get through the circuit and unlock you know the you know get to the trophy. Yeah. Um, the reason why we obviously pick circuit because like I said, there's a pretty big uh unlockable character so there's three you got a, a medium small type of vehicles he's you know yellow whatever it's, it's you know it's yellow mm-hmm. uh you get a really speed racing you know like like at you know like i forgot it was like f1 right those like really fast like speed racer sure. cars one of those and then you get like a big old truck like a blue like monster truck and then, you know it's big wheels and all that but there is a fourth character and that's not including the big old like tractor that you drive that that you put oh this yeah is yeah a, the truck yeah so this is the, the fourth playable character and what you have to do is you have to defeat all two of the regular circuits no three and then it, normal no but like and you master. beat yeah you beat the regulars and then you unlock a second or not you unlock the third circuit which is master yeah. Oh, and boy. once you, because you don't see Master from the get-go, you only see the the first two. Mm-hmm. So what you do is that you beat the first two, get the ultimate Master circuit, and then what you do from there, obviously, if you are all the way through the end, you unlock a, the fourth character, which is a green motorcycle. And it is so glorious. It's so fast. <laughs> it's it has really good damage intake. Like it, it it can take a couple hits. It's really fast. It, honestly, the controls on it are pretty well too, but. It's one of those things where it kind of 
would have been better if there was one more circuit after that one, kind of like a super special circuit. You know, they call to the use it on like, without just breaking yeah, like it. fun, yeah, like fun roads, like yeah, because Mario like, usually has four sets of four. Yeah. So let's talk about the first circuit. This was like the beginner. We did like the very easy beginner. Yeah, circuit. obviously I don't we didn't think have much trouble with this, especially because no. you you'd played it. I mean, we had tried it once before, but we had tried mm-hmm. the battle mode, and I lost so quickly yeah, that yeah. I lost interest in it. But we were actually doing the races this time, so you know, passing the digital controller over Switch Online. Um, first circuit, I don't think we had any kind no. of issue with it at all. No, no, yeah, uh, the first circuit. No problems. Uh, cool Easter eggs. Once you play this game, there's oh, a lot yeah, of cool yeah. Star Fox and Mario Easter eggs. But the first circuit, no problem. It was pretty easy. Now, was Big Ravine the on the circuit. second one? I think Big Ravine was on the third one. Maybe. It might have been. I don't know. Big Ravine the, the second one, the second one that, that, that had us struggling was the very first race. Oh, yes. See, I remember I was the one that finally ended up doing that one, but it was such nonsense because you don't really have enough time unless you're playing perfectly. Because, mm-hmm. like, you're on a time limit in this game. And that time limit for this one is particularly strict and doesn't give you a ton of time to, to add on to the next level, but you don't really need it for the next level. But for this one, if, like, one wrong turn, you may as well start over. I feel like this is the, like, mm-hmm. point where, like, they were like, okay, we don't want somebody to beat this in an hour um let's make a really hard level at the start of the the expert cup and what what's funny is that with the with the beginner circuit we use the yellow card but i think we come to the at least i came to the agreement that the only way to actually beat this game with enough time and everything is to use the fastest card but the problem is it's the weakest card that's yeah, the and- red one that's where the health pickups really come in handy as well as the mm-hmm. the distance at which you can get them by because there was only a few times where we actually I don't even think you destroyed a car once. I know I did a few times. I don't remember. I think the only times I would actually destroy the car is when it's the water levels and they have mm-hmm. those weird like bumpers that you can fall off. That's the only time I really remember. Yeah, or like, like fall off the off edge. Those, like, yeah, that. like destroying a car. You have lives in this game. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. Uh, but second circuit, not too bad. There was the first, the first race in the first circuit, and the second circuit. That Wasn't was, there were you know, a really, one. really easy one too in the second one? Ooh, like mindlessly easy. I think there easy? was. I think there was. It was just really easy. It didn't take that long. But then we get to uh, obviously we unlock the third circuit. This is master circuit because yeah, got, I think this know, is the one with Big Ravine. Mm-hmm, this is the one. With, Big Ravine was, I believe, either was the second race or the third one. It was the second. I'm pretty sure it was the second. It was the second. Okay, because then okay, yeah, the first one I don't even remember. The second one, the third one was like ravine. easy, if I remember correctly. I think it was the, the last the, one was the, the one the with the drops. One. That was like yeah, the cloud the clouds. One. Yeah, because big, big ravine, ravine was though? the mountain Oof. one. Yeah, talk about just not being able to go straight ever and not being able to get no. in first place. No. Okay. Well, I will say about this game is that it's very forgiving in the placement. Even if you're second place, yeah, you can in still one race if you're. Yeah, first he basically it doesn't go by a placement system. It goes off by uh, a time and also sort of a worthiness. Like like if you're second and you're just a little bit off the first, they'll still let you pass to the next race because I think it does the whole Mario Kart thing where it tallies up your total amount of time and points at the end, where it's, it'll mm. determine if you won the game or not. So. Big, yeah, that that race I didn't I didn't like it. A lot of corners, a lot of rocks falling, a lot of parts where if you think it's a straight path, but it's really not. 
A lot of uh, save states right before I hit a lot tree. of save states <laughs> or damages. Whatever it is. Yeah. Talk about the AI being very unfair in that level, man. They yeah, the would... rubber banding was on some kind of like Mario Kart 128 so, level, if such a thing ever existed. Technically, in the in the actual racing of the gameplay, they don't add the motorcycle. He's not in it. What yeah. they do is that they just have a clone of your current vehicle as you know a different color, and I believe it's always green. Mm-hmm. So. He was man that that big man. He was way ahead. There was at one, one point time where, where I was, was just th- laughing at how far ahead he it was. He was way like ahead, half the map ahead. He was basically a whole lap, you know, already across, and I'm struggling to try to cut, you know, ca- uh, keep but up. Eventually, we got through Big Ravine, and the mm-hmm. only other thing I think was a major problem was those drops on the last one because the terrain again, it's pushing you mm-hmm. a certain way, and it's not the drifts. <laughs> yeah, but. uh I managed, you know, like, because it was like, we have to do it, and then we managed to kind of do it, and then we unlocked the secret character, which, for some, like I said, for some reason, I was probably like six, eight, or something, maybe around that age. I somehow knew that there was a secret character in this game, and I do not remember ever doing the third circuit. I just remember just playing it and then unlocking him. Like, somehow, as How a kid, I managed to beat states? him. I don't know. I don't know. I managed to do it because I told you about it. Yeah. And you're like, well, what if you just like was like, well, I knew when I was a kid. It's like I didn't have internet back in the day. I didn't know if that existed. I would not have known if that existed if I didn't unlock him myself. And in looking up how to get him, I discovered that you can change the animation, slow it down, speed it up, play it backwards in the pause menu. Fun trick mm-hmm. that doesn't really add anything, but it's there. I like the bike better as a secret though, and it does feel like, um. I know we use some save states, but as a completion mm-hmm. reward for those who back in the day of, of the SNES were able to do this, that's a really good reward. No, yeah. For me, I didn't really mind using states because, like, I've already done it. I don't need to prove nothing. I've done it before in the past. I could do it well, again. I, but... I like to use save states and rewind with old games because there's often frustrating design decisions in old games. Hey, I mm. wish GTA Trilogy had a rewind button for some things, but we're going to talk about that next week. That's, that's next week. I mean, we're not. That's, that's next. But, Heads up. It's going to be um, a, a little rough. Um. I will say that there were some headaches playing, you know, coming back to F, but honestly, it was a pretty great time playing it again and just unlocking. I was like, yeah, yeah I, remember I think how we did the whole thing in really like two fun. hours, two fifteen, something yeah, like that. It wasn't that long. SNES uh, revival is fun. I'm glad there's these 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 more obscure we, games. I mean, this is a <laughs> Nintendo conv- game though. This should be like in the forefront. <laughs> yeah, I convinced you was like, no, we have to do this game, and then I convinced you with there's a secret green car character and you said you had me at green and so i was like all right we're doing this one i like a good secret character and i like a good racing game so i mean obviously this is a proto 3d racer this is something mm-hmm. that other things built off of the dna of excite by or excite truck i should say um yeah. seems to stem from something this... like this this is probably the game where most people are going to think like well it's all right but this game happens so then Star Fox and and every other FX, you know, like like code and, and like cool effects can happen. Like this game had to come out where people can be like, okay, now we're at this level where like we can use some three D graphics or because like I said, Yoshi's Island used it with the bridges, they were three D. Uh mm-hmm. I think Castlevania used it. Uh Star Fox obviously was all 3d polygon graphics so it's one of those 
things where inside the team they're saying like, okay, we can we actually made a full fledged racing game out of these graphics. And then other teams can look at that and be like, oh, look what they got. They got an FX chip. Like, what is that? I want to see what that is. There's even a Star Fox um, R-Wing in there if you, like, hit the Fox McCloud pictures. I think you have to hit, like, three in a level and the R-Wings will fly. Mm -hmm. We got it to trigger once or twice, so that was pretty cool. Um, Yeah. Yeah, overall, I'd say SNES Revival, like, where Jelly Boy where we jelly boy had some jelly boy Boy had some decisions in in the gameplay department that block your progression and i'm not a Mm -hmm. huge fan of that especially it's like ukulele in the impossible layer does this thing where you have to collect a certain amount of like that game's version of the the five collectibles in a level to buy your way into the next stages Mm -hmm. it's not a huge hindrance but i don't ever like these things where you're like oh you have to have like, some Mario games do this whole thing where you're like, you have to have 50 stars to get into this level. I'm like, please just let me mm-hmm. play the game I paid for? Um, so. Yeah, this this game was just, just at least be in top two most of the time and you'll progress through yeah. it. Yeah, it, it wasn't like, uh, beat this course like every 50 yeah. times to unlock the next one because you need enough coins yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah. Whereas Jelly Boy is like, I'm pretty sure you have to collect whatever Man. the item, what the puzzle piece was in every level. Even the tracks, the circuits had bonus levels where if you just rode the big old, uh, you know, truck and actually you yeah. put time. You, what was cool too is that if you beat the certain, you beat the level before in a certain time, it'll add it to like towards an extra time in the next level. Mm-hmm. Like the time was actually being added. So if you beat a level really quick, that time would be added to the next race. And like we ended SMT5 with music. I gotta say the music in Stunt Race FX is also pretty good it's pretty good it was definitely a a good game and snes revival back in full force after after jelly boy being kind of a letdown um because we could never you know even i don't even think we fought a boss so that kind of sucked um Mm -hmm. but yeah give it the classic nintendo polish and you have a great game like it's a nintendo game first first party so I liked it. Stunt Race FX. I have a I have a permanent save state now with the green motorcycle unlocked. So let's go. I guess I wish there was at least a fourth circuit that you play the motorcycle. Oh yeah, in, that something you're able that, to play. Yeah, because you'll wreck fun the and first three. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with that being said, Robert, would you say we've handled an episode? Oh, that should most. We should we handle an episode? Yep. All right, guys, as usual, we want to thank you so much for listening. Please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts, you can leave a great rating and review, download an episode, subscribe, listen to us wherever you go. But if you don't like Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. All those links are always going to be on our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Next week, we're going to talk about GTA Definitive Edition. Binding of Isaac and a little game called Pokemon Pearl. And we might talk about a few other things. We'll see. Uh, there's definitely some things I got in mind. But for right now, there's not that much left to say. Except for what we always say. And that is that the real Nancy Drew, the white wolf of Icicle Creek, was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.